I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Did you first play? I'll bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Good morning, Vietnam! You let me worry about that green beret. Napalm in the morning. Your first, last, and only podcast for the Vietnam War through film. Good morning, campus. Welcome to Napalm in the Morning. Before we get started, just got to say, you know, it's tough work, heavy lifting here, but somebody's <laughs> got to do it. And We're watching the ones so you don't have to, um, frankly. We're, we're, uh, we're the thin red line in between you and... Right, but we didn't do that movie. No. <laughs> we should do that movie. Yeah. That's... Uh, WW2. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we've branched out. Uh, um, we're refocused this yeah, week. Yeah, we're refocused. This is all Vietnam all the time now. Yeah. Uh, hey, T-Roy. Hello. How you doing over there? Uh, Excelente. How are you guys? You got some new show. Our, uh, you got some new hot sauce. Yeah, sh- so show our, our, our adoring fans. It's pretty yeah, sweet. Yeah, I was in a sporting goods store yesterday and just kind of... <laughs> I don't oh, know. It was, it was, that it was meant to. It, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's the name of the movie that we're going to discuss, and it's a hot sauce named after the movie with a, a general uh, a dog tag and veteran veteran run and a little there, little there in the middle. Pepper, yeah, looks like a hand grenade. Oh, there we go. Sorry. Nice. Mm. Nice. Oh, Danger close. Danger close. Yeah. Is that extra spicy? I think it is. We're going to find out, though. I haven't. Okay, Just Troy, uh, you're going to do a shot it. of that for us a little bit later, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's and a we'll, ticket. We'll, we'll check back in. Uh, yeah. It's 86% yeah. peppers. Um, yeah. Danger Close, Battle Danger of Long Close, Tan. Battle of Long Tan. This is an Aussie-made film. We've done an Aussie-made film once, The Odd Angry Shot, and now we're back for more uh, pleasure and pain. This would be part of the pain. Yeah, Little Patty. You're going to learn a lot more about Little Patty, folks. Uh, she features big. Oh, let me tell you about Little Patty. Everybody's talking about Little Patty. <laughs> this is her favorite. This is her famous uh, 1964 hit. I'm going to knock on your door and uh, harass you, sexually harass you until you come and kiss me. Is, is literally the lyrics. <laughs> it was different. It was simpler times, folks. Um, this is all. This is this is a world before. Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, so things feel different now. And uh, we're all changed a little bit, I think. A little bit. Um, yeah, so uh, we've done, we've done, as of course, as you know, some uh, some Aussie films. One in particular. Uh, this is uh, this is a kind of a, a would you say a major moment in. Um, Australian, New Zealand uh, engagement in in Vietnam in terms of casualty, in terms of this has got to be right. Long, uh, it's their biggest loss, I think, in Vietnam. That was their, yeah. I believe, their biggest loss. So. Yeah, for that, for in, in a, yeah. Sorry, Troy, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's all I have to. Say. I mean, it's just that's all I know. I don't know a lot of details. I do know this was like one of the biggest. I think they got in, and that was in '66, and they were in a little early in '65. But this was their first major battle they were in. Yeah, this is yeah, big one. I the I know the fiftieth uh, anniversary was kind of like commemorated um, of the event and stuff, and so kind of for them looking back on it, it was kind of a uh, a big deal um, for U.S. forces. Which what at this time mid we're in mid sixty six here, uh, you know the U.S. has four hundred or so thousand. Uh, troops in in Vietnam and the Australians have like forty five hundred maybe, um, so co- contextually like the the this these kind of like firefights and things like that happened somewhat often to U.S. forces for the Australians, um, you know their presence was not nearly as large so it didn't happen as often so so it is a big deal uh, in Australia, big deal for a. 
pretty bad movie, which we're going to need some st- st- to steal save it, us. Save it for the pot. To steal us through there. I've got a, I've got a special uh, Australian alcohol for Matt. Is uh, this uh, in place of our beer of the week? Yeah, yeah. This is our... Uh, this is our beer of the week. I knew that Matt. I'd you can still play the jingle, Matt. Come on, you're still allowed to play the jingle. I'm sure. There I had go. to hide this from Matt because. This doesn't look like beer. Uh, no. Okay, so despite everything we've been told about Australian uh, alcoholic culture, there's not a lot of their beers in uh, in the U.S. We've got Fosters, which we did right already, and so uh, we're drinking a little of their high of their high end Yellowtail <laughs> Pinot Grigio. Ooh. Ooh. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! Check Break the out. bank on that one, guys. Je- Je- that's some Je- good Je- stuff right there. Yeah, that's a uh, that's north of six dollars, Troy. So I know, yeah. I know. Boy, oh boy, this is what I get for uh, tasking him with the beer of the week. I tried to get something else. Uh, I blame myself. The four store, I was like, "Fuck it, just do, do the kangaroo one." Um, yeah, so... Uh, Long tan. This this uh, this takes place in in '66. The real events, right? Right. Uh, it is in fuck. Oh man, fuck toy. Was it fuck toy? Fuck toy. Uh, province in I, former something. South Vietnam. Today it is, um, I guess, Ba Ria uh, Vung Tau province, but it's southeast of uh, Saigon or today Ho Chi Minh City. And this is the kind of main area that. First Australian Tax Force Task Force was uh, located in, and so yeah, that's that's where the movie takes place, and that is where a lot of the Australian stuff is happening. And we're uh, we're looking at the 2019. Um, I don't know if this was in theaters. It felt straight to video, but um, uh, maybe not our theaters, right? Um, I think Australian theaters. I saw some several write-ups about it in uh, Australian papers and stuff. So yeah, um, it has. We'll 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 get into it. It's got some interesting and um, parts even high production values at parts. Um, uh, it th- those aren't its those aren't its uh, uh, aren't Ed's weak points. Uh, the the uh, the cinematography, but um, yeah, uh, this. I don't even know how to describe like the the weird tone they try to set in the beginning of Danger Close with like everyone's a bad leader but you're supposed to respect the the you know the commando who's messed up but like yelling at everyone and like it's an odd like um they they're trying to band of brother it in the beginning but they don't <laughs> seem to do a great job like the the interpersonal stuff I found really weird in this whole like right, right off the get go, like we're supposed to care about their relationship. Well, it doesn't seem as tight as like an army unit, like in the U.S. With the way it's portrayed, at least in the movies, I don't, I, I don't think they disobey orders as much. So I don't. Maybe is this a conscript group though, or is this all full military? Miss, it's guys? a mix of volunteers and conscripts. So maybe, maybe that had, maybe, maybe there's something to do with that. I have no idea, but that does. I get what you're saying. Most have sure, not seen that. combat before. Yeah, maybe this yeah. will answer your question, Troy. Yes, I love that. That's mine in my slouch hat with my SLR and brains. Your self-loading rifle, by the way. It's very Gordon Lightfoot. I like it. Yeah, it is. It is very. Uh, it is very. Uh, very Edmund Fitzgerald. Edmund Fitzgerald, like. <laughs> Well, I was only 19 when I shot some Vietnamese people, and I went, and the Americans almost hit us with the jets. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> which, if uh, that could be a little Patty song, which barely just talk about like something. Well, we're yeah, we'll get to little Patty. Little Patty. She's uh, got a big cameo here coming up shortly. So okay, so we're we're uh, we're introduced to uh, Nui Dat, um, the first uh, Australian. Task force base, 
1966. Right. And um, and it's kind first of Australia. Uh, sorry, its first Australian task force was um, a brigade-sized group. Um, there were New Zealanders there also, and it was uh, deployed between 66 and 72. And first Australian task force was located at Nui Det. So this is right near um, this rubber plantation, which is kind of the set for most of what we see in the film um and yeah so i mean so far seems historically accurate uh so no complaints yeah and the this is like uh the the set is pretty good for like the camp you know it's like a dug into the ground kind of sandbagged but uh it's a pretty good how do you feel feel about the 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 set was okay like it was an looked okay it was hard to get a glimpse a, a, a scale like yeah, exactly what I was going for scale. Like because yeah. it's very zoomed in when you're in these these scenes at least. When you're in the fighting later, they do lots of high, you know, or panoramic shots. But yeah, yeah, in the base camp, it's, it's a lot of stuff that's like very close. Yeah, I um, liked when they were flying over the top, and I I realized I'm like, this looks like a tree grow. I didn't know the whole story, but then I realized. It's supposed to be a rubber tree grow, but it was filmed in Australia, so they used I can't remember the name of that hardwood tree that they were, but it was also a grove of, you know, like a tree farm almost or, or grown in rows. So they did a good job that way. But yeah, I was like, that doesn't quite look as tropical as uh, maybe it should, but, but it was well yeah, done. Filmed, uh, it, it, look, it looked better than Georgia or... Uh, For sure, Antio- yeah. the, the hills outside of Los Angeles, but... Um, For sure. We, the, the camp, right away, we, are, we know that we're in danger, guys. The camp is getting shelled, and I guess in... in, in in IRL, in real life, uh, there there was a death from the shelling and a bunch of injuries, um, as these mortars kind of come from nowhere, yeah, and hit the, and hit the base, and so that's that's the impetus, right, for um, this this patrol they go out on to like, hey, who's who's shelling the base? Like, go and go and pursue these guys, right? But several soldiers don't seem all that concerned with it. They are playing <laughs> cards. They while the the shells are falling, playing cards. No, no, we got to finish this hand, you know, and all this stuff. And uh, they're drinking beer when they're supposed to be on watch. Well, you got for, the one the one ringleader there with his aviator glasses on. He's acting like he's been through the shit like a couple tours, and he's just as young as the rest of them. But uh, he'll get those aviators torn cocky. off later. Don't you worry. Oh Jerry. yeah, his okay. Uh, one one guy playing with a turtle, you know. Um, is his only mate. I like turtles. <laughs> he does like turtles. I like turtles. Uh, I love that video. And uh, you know, I have in my notes this. They have this dumb banter. Um, you know, yeah. like uh, all the time. Uh, like I, I don't know what the goal is here to try to make it like these guys are just giving each other a ribbon. Um, yeah, it, none of it works. I, I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's some kind of you know, Australian cultural thing that we're not getting, but, like, to me, like, a lot of the dialogue throughout, but even, you know, in this early stage, like, seems kind of, like, forced, cliched, like, you know, not realistic. Yeah, and it's this point we're introduced to some of the some of the boys in the band, uh, and uh, it's also time for a little... Oh, that's right. Oh, we're getting into it early tonight. Napalm Theater, the Napalm Players. This is uh, one of the privates as he is introduced to the the bass. And uh, so I, he's playing bass in the band. He's he he's he little in little Patty. He plays Paul. <laughs> we need you to play bass, Paul. Um, I will be playing the part of one of the uh, one of the supervisors. Uh, Buick, I believe. Buick, are, okay. Yeah. Uh, Troy is the private, and Matt is uh, Major Asshole. Major Asshole Smith. Is uh, who we've all had in our notes. <laughs> He's the main protagonist in the film. Um, all right, so here we are. Um, two uh, soldier just arriving in, in camp. Delta's the best company in the battalion. We work harder, march further, and shoot straighter than anyone else. We are proud of that fit. Major Smith, as tough as they say. Tougher. The red catcher fought communist and guerrilla forces in Malaya in 56 
So he knows this brand of stink. Trained with the commandos in Melbourne. Now he runs Delta to commando standards. That means you'll have your shirts on at all times, your sleeves rolled down, your fronts buttoned up. Silence your dog tags with electrical tape. Put your kit bag where the book says it should go. No coughing or farting before breakfast. Serious? Welcome to Hotel Nui Debt. Private Large, sir. Ah, come in, Private. Mind if I take a look? Hmm. You prefer this over the SLR? She's lighter than the SLR. Doesn't hit as hard, though. She jams a lot. You good shot? Real good. Yeah, I grew up hunting rabbits out back me house. Back your house? Where are you from? Kula, New South Wales. Yeah, I know where that's at. That's a good farm country, right? Yeah. How come if you're such a good shot, you missed that enemy soldier last night? Well, uh, it was dark and he was running really fast. You think this is funny, don't you? What kind of funny? Funny like uh, Bugs Bunny funny? Fart funny? Or more like Lucille Ball funny? I think you're funny. Tell the truth. I think you're a fucking joke. Major asshole slams the private against the wall. Sir, I can't breathe. (laughs) It's because I'm choking you. I'm cutting off all the air to your worthless lungs. I'm doing everyone a favor, you see? There's a thousand ways to die in a war zone. Nobody asks too many questions when another grunt gets listed killed in action. Now, funny man, tell me the truth. And if I hear one more bullshit lie coming out about you shooting at enemy soldiers, I'll send you back to the cooler in a wooden fucking box. <laughs> I, 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 I fucked up. Private, what do you think is the most important element in a firefight? Killing the enemy, sir? Trust. You have to trust the man beside you, and he has to trust you. My mates trust me. Well, you fire your weapon off without meaning to. They don't. Now, do you think you can pick up that gun without shooting me? Dismissed. Wow. Nicely done, <laughs> Matt guys. bringing some, <laughs> some energy. Is that the yellow tail? Bring the heat. Yeah, yeah. The yellow tail is hidden. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's the, that's the kind of... That, that that's the as be, as good as the dialogue gets actually. Are you funny like Lucio Ball? Fat funny? It's, it's, no, like, I thought it was more like I thought it was a good fellas for like Joe Pesci. Am I funny to you? Am I a clown to you? What am I a you, clown? Do I amuse yeah. you? Do I amuse you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, what I was thinking. The like Australian version. Yeah, and of course, like everyone's chugging beers uh, and. Um, uh, Troy, let's backtrack to in that uh, discussion. They mentioned the SLR. Do you like the SLR more than uh, yeah. what did he say? Um, the the I don't know. Do you he, prefer this over the SLR? Uh, so what what yeah, are they he, the, talking the M16, about? The M16. So the the lighter one that they're talking about was the M16, and the heavier one is that is SLR. What they call self loading rifle, which is uh, actually the it's an L1A1 is the model number of the gun, but that's the same round like. Full metal jacket, seven six two by fifty one. So it's a heavier gun, shoots a heavier round. So the problem with that M sixteen is they didn't the powder they weren't using the right powder and that was jamming up, fouling up the gun. And so initially they were having problems with it, but it was lighter and carry more ammo. So did they fix that eventually during the war? Yeah, they got it fixed. They figured out what it was, and yeah, they got it fixed. Thank thank goodness. So not as many people had to die because their gun jammed. But anyway, so we, uh, um, you know, their their orders are falling. They're ch- everyone's chugging beers. If your numbers up, you might as well get a buzz on. And um, then we hear about uh, which will which will really pay off. It's like Chekhov's gun here, folks. Cold Joy and the Joy Boys and Little Patty. Um, in like, yeah, we're, it's August eighteenth, nineteen sixty six, right now. Yeah, who are these people? Like, we're so excited to. Um, oh yeah, everybody is pumped. It'd be like if the, they were they were as excited as if it was the, you know, the fucking Beatles um, coming to their camp. Like they were, but, they but were they're weird. also in fucking Vietnam and they're nineteen years old and horny little dudes. So I don't think they really care how good she sings. So. But uh, we had Annette Funicello back in the day, didn't we? Right around there. Yeah, yeah, we had so, our own. But yeah, uh, no, I get it. Problems. It was definitely bubblegum stuff here. We'll, we'll, sure. we'll listen to, well, I let, you know, well, we'll listen to a little second of, of uh, little Patty's memories of uh, 
It was just good fun. They were trying to kidnap me, grabbing me. Um, <laughs> those are her words. Um, so yeah. they uh, uh, they can't get a fix on the enemy, so they're going to go try to figure out um, the mission to Long Tan becomes the next sort of, and will be the driver of the of the story. Yeah, this is D Delta Force, and that they are going to have to miss the concert. Mm. And we found out from Little Patty that the concert, they were supposed to do three concerts so that each guy yeah this is in real life now. in real right in yeah. real life that uh they they did two of them and then they had to cut the last one short and um uh but anyway um the you know delta commander he's the the major asshole he is has a real hard on to get his battalion out into battle and um yeah, he's soldiers that he complains about. He says they all suck at their jobs, and so far they've proven that they are not very good, and he wants to get them into the field. Yeah, and there's this constant, like, um, you know, you need to be a better leader, and then the, him being a terrible leader, like, shaming everybody and, like... Or choking, like, one of his uh, uh, yeah, yeah, privates. Yeah, for example. So, not supposed so to they that. wondered why my dialogue was like that in the, uh, the reading. I was getting choked. Most yeah, of the yeah. time. Troy, was, Troy, was, Troy was, was... It was my acting skills there. He Thank had you. a David Carradine going. He's <laughs> choking himself. Yeah. Oh, we're not wow. supposed to... Again? Uh, yeah, David so, Carradine? Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. He's the president. He keeps the, popping yeah. up. Yeah. These. <laughs> Too soon. Um, he died doing what he loved. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. Uh, so Too bad. Uh, Too bad. Got all choked up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's, of course... Uh, an Irish guy named Patty, not the only Patty. There's little Patty, and then there's Patty, the Irish guy. Um, I like, you know, one thing that pissed me off is that Major Asshole, he's like when uh, the scene on the Napalm Players, when they come in and, you know, uh, Troy starts talking to him, like, he's eating, he's eating ramen soup with his, with his bare hands, like, yeah. like pulling, like, the, and this is not like, uh, this is, you know, a very liquid-heavy soup, like, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Or drink it if you don't have a spoon. Or like, he's pulling, like, it just, they're trying, what, they, what are they trying to do? Like, oh, he's, he doesn't understand the ways of the, of soup? Like. <laughs> I'm just a caveman. Your utensils confuse me. <laughs> yeah, it was just so annoying. I'm like, why is that? Ugh. And, um. You know, Major Asshole wants to go with his commando unit, but he's uh, he's there with Delta, um, helping him get on. And oh, now, well, we're at Little Patty. Did you guys? Uh, did you guys? We we listened to a little of uh, Little Patty's. I'm gonna knock on your door. Um, she has a hit single. Here's the hit single. Everyone is everyone's singing. I mean, this is really like. I actually love that this is legit, though. Come I mean, this on, is, makes it better. Going, He's my blonde-headed, stompy, wompy, real gone surfer boy. So, gun to your head, guys. Would you go? Would you rather go to this concert or get shot at by Vietnamese regulars? That was song was released November 1963, reached number two on the Sydney Music Charts. She was 14 years old when that uh, was released, and she is the youngest person to entertain troops during the war in Vietnam. She was 17. Nice. Here's uh, let's listen to a little bit about what. Uh, so in the in the film, they show her like uh, kind of jokingly taking the stage and all the guys like who's that and uh here's here's little patty interviewed later um when she's big patty <laughs> she's older i mean <laughs> on the day of the battle of long tan we we were booked or we were asked to do three concerts which went pretty well the whole day which would enable in theory everybody there to get to see our show older but we were told that we must be in the chopper and gone by four o'clock because there's a curfew. So uh, we did the first two shows and we did cut the third show short because we are running a bit late and it was getting close to four o'clock and lots of people were whining us up saying, hurry up, hurry up. And at about uh, just literally seconds before o'clock, before four o'clock, 
we were standing near one of the choppers which was to take us back to Vungtau. And anybody who's been there will tell you it rains every day, pretty well at the same time. So Let's get to the point where she's... Sirens. And, of course, that was the Battle of Long Tan was happening. We got away except for Cole, Cole Joy, who, uh, for want of a better word, was kidnapped by a jeep full of uh, soldiers who came along tried to get me actually and I can remember they had their hands around my waist <laughs> and I was only about six and a half stone they could easily Patty. have got me but except that the band the Joy Boys <laughs> were stronger and pulled me away uh, it was all very light-hearted stuff I might add so uh yeah she like our USO you know they have um Aussie performers going out to uh to entertain the troops and um yeah this was uh this was interesting like you know that 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 base had been attacked like you think like why are they having her why are they having her there like um it seems like bad timing well i don't know little patty you um, could uh hear as as delta goes out on patrol you could hear the concert a little bit in the background which they could in real life hear it hear it as well when they were going out um, there's a, there's a, one of my favorite lines in this that didn't make any sense, but, uh, little, do the little, little, go to little Patty concert or go out on deployment. He's like, we're not here to fuck spiders. We're here to fight a war. Um, you haven't I, fucked a spider, Eric? I don't, Dude. I do Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kink shame people. So cliche, man. Um, He's... yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, and then, so the. In, and in real life, this happened, too. There was uh, So they go out, and they find um, uh, evidence of where these mortars were coming from. And they see that they have actually, you know, they can, they, can, um, they can plot the sort of anticipated place where, they coming, where they're coming from. And they've actually hit the, hit the mortars. Uh, there's, there's blood and, and uh, sort of, you know, torn metal there. But then they see a, a bullet cart. Um, or trail a track heading out so they know that uh, maybe there's more of these mortars or, or something that's escaped into, the, into Long Tan and so um, these rubber plantation and so they're, they're going to go out and, and pursue it. Um, and, uh, and then right away uh, we are um, we're in a firefight. Uh, the movie has a lot of uh, pretty intense... Um, a lot of bang bang. A lot of, a lot of bang bang. Um, blap blap blap, and uh, they're, they're in pursuit. They find evidence of the of the wounded Vietnamese, uh, without seeing them necessarily at first. Yeah, they find uh like a little house or a little hut that they're gonna go in, and they find I think a couple grenades or something uh, in there. Yeah, some blood. Um, so they feel like they're on the right track. I'm like it's quiet. It's almost too quiet. Um. And then, uh, and then, sort of the rest of the movie is kind of dominated by, um, is it uh, the Delta unit that's under, uh, or Platoon Eleven? That's Eleven under, uh, the, is, the, the, is there? Yeah. They're the one that's out front. Um, right. And right, so after they look in the little hut, they're kind of standing there, and it's a pretty long time where they're just kind of standing there, and it's all silent. And <laughs> I'm just like waiting, like watching the movie, like yeah, I know that. The Vietnamese are going to open up fire on them and just mow them down. Like, let's go, let's go, let's. And it like you're waiting and waiting and waiting, and it's like this Ooh. long, long silence. And then it finally happens. Yeah, and then a, a sniper, and then and then you know, sort of bullets flying everywhere, um, and lots of ca- casualties. Now, I will say one, one decent part, of, and this is sort of a, a, a war movie that's made in the last years, like this one was 2019. Um, it was an interesting kind of point of view. I mean, it was CGI, but the murder round, it was almost like, and they do this a lot, kind of like almost like Google map, like zoom in and zoom out of, of different locations. And I thought that was actually, yeah, you like follow it through the air as it like leaves from yeah. a projectile, the, yeah. the heavy gun. I thought, it was, and I thought then, it was pretty cool. Right. And then, and then you kind of follow it as it goes up in the clouds and then yeah. comes down and, I thought, like in in a better movie, that'd be a cool, that'd be a decent effect. Um, yeah. That and also the the mortar rounds, um, they have 
pretty good, like the sort of the soldiers getting, you know, getting uh, Hollywood hit by the mortars and they're there. It, it looks, it looks decent. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the effects, like, did you, I don't know. What did you guys think? I, I liked it. I think with the, the only thing I was again, being nerdy gun dude is, uh, when they're when the enemy was firing during the day, it looked like they were firing like a tracer round, which probably wouldn't be used in the daylight, and it wouldn't you wouldn't have a bunch of it. Anyway, yeah, they were doing like was, it was like it, all tracer rounds. <laughs> but it looked it, it gave a really cool effect for the movie if people aren't into, you know, the actual facts of how normally it would. But I mean, it, it did. It was a good visual, but it just it wasn't. Yeah, what it had, you right. Would see it added normally. menace. You saw that basically anything yeah. higher than six inches off the ground was getting. You know, mode. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think I saw in real life um, when the helicopters were coming in. This is jumping ahead a little bit, but that those pilots of the choppers did were shot at with tracer fire. For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's some with the, with the with the big machine guns with the belt fed machine guns. I I know I'm sounding super nerdy here. They use a, a tracer like every fifth round, but like an yeah. AK, they wouldn't. Use a tracer and an AK. Chances are. So anyway, that's my little nerd talk again. No, you're fine. That's All why right. you're here. Yeah, that's why you're here. We've got. Right. We've got. Uh, um, three you got to say little known fact there. Um, little, little known fact that the. Uh, All right. <laughs> we got three platoons pinned down, uh, and uh, or or ba- three three platoons are are trying to catch up this this eleven that's pinned down. Yeah, we have ten, twelve, and eleven. 11 is the furthest in front. Uh, 10 is behind 11. And I think 12 is in the rear behind the headquarter group, which is the one that Smith is in, which is Major yeah. Smith. And another, uh, and it kind of like, it was actually, um, I thought it was a decent point in the movie or when they, when they showed like them calling in mortar rounds, like it was like, it was kind of anxious. You could see like, you know, on the ground, they're saying like, okay, uh, we're seeing where these are falling. Do, you know, uh, do your calculations, you know, a hundred feet back and like, but th- these are close to them. Like these mortar rounds are, yeah. are landing. They're dialing them in tight. Yeah. Really yeah. tight. At one point I thought it was, um, it, this is back in Smith's. So the HQ of, of Delta, um, his radio guy is trying to call in. He's like, oh, no, we got to stop. We can't keep marching because I need to stop for a second to look at the map to figure out the coordinates to, for the artillery. Oh, yeah. And Smith gets all pissed. He's like, what the fuck? You can't keep like walking. And, and, and I'm thinking like, I don't know. I mean, it seems like, we know it's, where kind they're of, at. It seems like yeah. it's kind of important to like get the coordinates correct, though. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, yeah, that's yeah. right. You know, that's call right. in the right artillery. Yeah. I was thinking about the second time with the map when the guy was like, we, that was a different map. This, okay, yeah, I know like exactly. He yanks the map out of his hand. Yeah. Like, what are you looking yeah. at that map? We know where they are. Like, okay, well, Could, uh, that's not, that's not. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, no. Um, so the, largely based on art- artillery backup uh, from the, that's the, from the base, like how far would you say the base is a mile or two away? I think um, it was two and a half miles. Two and a half miles. Okay. So they're, they're lobbing those mortars in pretty accurately. Uh, the VC retreat. And then, um, counterattacked um yeah this happens a few times yeah there's a lot there's a lot of this folks um i have my notes little patty evacuated before she can commit any more war crimes um <laughs> she she there's a tribunal for her uh little blonde stompy wompy boy yeah um, she so. will be re-educated um she can they show it in the film like she can kind of see you know some explosions and stuff going on from the helicopter which I saw an interview. She said she could like see that also in real yeah. life. So, um, and then we we see the sort of co- collaboration, cooperation between American and Aussie forces. So the Americans have the air support besties, and uh, they're asking them to to jump in. But I think this is this the one where the smoke fails and they can't like target yeah th- so. them where they want it. And so, uh, um, the Americans kind of. Do a dump, but it's... Yeah, they're like, what if we just guess? And they're like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like, there's a lot of that 2.4 million tons of ordnance. <laughs> right. This is, this is pretty common in the war. Um, and then... Uh, oh, then we have the bugle. Oh, yeah. Which we also hear a few times. Yeah, from the Which Vietnamese. is also real, which yeah. they would yeah. bl- blow, yeah. like, when they were doing a charge. Um, so, yeah. And then right after that, everybody in 11 uh, runs out of ammo at the exact same time. <laughs> and we got uh, down to, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 
I just I think a scene where uh, like one of the soldiers, the one who got the dressing down, he's hiding, and two women are taking away a wounded guy, and they kind of have a standoff, and they sort of let each other go, like go take care of your wounded. Well, I. Uh, but I also was thinking, you know, he can't shoot at them either because it's he's trying to get to the other. He's to trying he to find through. the secret way to eleven. Right. He doesn't want to make right. too much noise. So, yeah. Right. He's, they kind of look at each other and go, yeah, all right. You go, I'll go. And, yeah, go their separate ways. So, Levin is pinned down and they are like, okay, just call in artillery on the spot we are in. And because we're like about to be dead. So, just hit us. Yeah, right where we're at. Um, and so, there's some debate briefly whether or not they should do it. Smith gives oh, the go ahead. can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Smith gives the go-ahead to do it. Everybody gets pissed at him for doing it. And uh, so for, as far as we know, they're all dead, everybody in 11. It's kind of a broken arrow, is that they call it, in the, on our side of the thing. We're just like let everything fly and see if we can make it out of there pretty much. I mean, they're going to die either way, whether they right. get shot to death or, you know, yeah. or go to Buff- a Buffalo prison camp. Song. Yeah. There's a uh, broken For what arrow. it's worth. Hard oh, broken rain, arrow, that's right. Hard rain falls. Um, everyone's Bob sad. Dylan. Everyone's sad. <laughs> what about trust? Um, no, it's not. That's not Dylan. Okay. Hard rain is going to fall. Um, and uh, so there, um, we, we, so we don't know if, if there's any survivors in Platoon 11. But so they're going to, now they go back to base and they're going to, they're going to go and get more reinforcements, including armed personnel carriers and co and um, rescue or maybe bring back the bodies. We don't know because their their comms are out in eleven, right? Uh, or is that the right other group? eleven? Yeah. Yep. There's no yeah. thing with com- uh, basis telling HQ or telling Smith to you know get out of there, uh, or they won't they won't send more men because they think it's a trap to lure them out and then attack the base. So they're not going to send them reinforcements. Um, or maybe they just wanted to stay and hear another set from Patty. But um, well, that's. That's their their funeral. Um, yeah, but, but they say they tell Smith to come back to base, and then Smith says, "Oh, one, this is Delta One. Go fuck your orders." And so uh, he does not. He disobeys the order, which is a common theme in this film: is not obeying orders uh, from superior. Yeah, I think officers. I think Matt texts us. Does anyone ever obey orders in this movie? <laughs> like, yeah, there doesn't. There seems to be a, a bit of a problem. Um, there's a there's a pretty there's a weird scene where that I guess happened in real life that the copters they're, they're they're pinned down and they don't have and then they're running dangerously low on ammo and so the copters fly and are gonna um you know through the trees just like dump ammo boxes off so they can snatch them and like they almost kill a couple soldiers as they're dumping yeah. <laughs> ammo boxes into yeah them. they like tilt the helicopter to the side so everything just kind of slides out um. From what I saw, they just pushed them out uh, in real life, but they wrapped all the like wooden boxes and everything in blankets to a cushion the fall and b um, then they could use the blankets for like injured soldiers and stuff on the ground. Oh. That makes sense. Uh, um, was that in the real account or was that in the? Uh, that was in the real account. Real account. Um, and then. Uh, we have the the cavalry to the rescue a little bit. the 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 armed personnel carriers uh, come, and uh, there's one scene that I didn't understand where there's like four of them are just tearing off full of soldiers. Right, the backup, and then then one of the one of the commanders at the base he wants to go too, and he's like, "Hey, everybody, turn around and come back and get me. Don't do anything until I'm there with you." And I'm like, "Yeah, let's put everybody at risk and have, come pick me back up." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah like, me. what are you? What, Oh, yeah. is this with the yeah. APCs? Yeah. They're the armored personnel yeah. carriers. Um, what the yeah. fuck? Like, it's not your job to be in the APC. Like, yeah, uh, that was like, again, another yeah, I, portrait. So there, from what I saw in real life, that that kind of happened. Um, I don't think he waited like, well, for one thing, I was unclear why it would take an hour for them to get there from base, but uh, because it was only like a couple miles away. That right. was one. It was all that I, rain. It was all that rain, except the funny part is the next day it's like they're kicking up dust like they're out in the west here. You know, it's like, didn't it just rain for like 12 hours? I'm yeah. pretty sure it's not going to kick and up Little Patty dust. said it rained Looks- at 4 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. So. so they did send an APC back to get him, um, and they did ignore his order to wait, and then they did, jumping ahead a little bit, leave a second one to wait for him again. 
So I think it's kind of true. I don't. I think the timing is seemed a little bit different, but um, the basic story seemed like yeah. it was. And accurate. then, a, and then a theme that doesn't really pay off, but I guess it's true to the fact is that I wonder if this was a a false uh, attempt to to lure attention away from the base so it could be attacked, and so that was a a theme. Which that is, is now I forget his name in the film. He's the head dude at the base. I don't remember his name. Um, okay, yeah. But he's the Smoke, one that's, smoker guy. that's kind of fighting about sending the APCs whether or not they should, which is kind of this long, drawn-out thing. Um, they don't go into it. In, they, they mention that in the film, like he's worried about a, an attack on the base, but in real life they had intel that, like, okay, like this whole NVA unit is, like, right near us and, like, you know, kind of partially surrounding us. So, like, they had intel that they thought an attack was actually imminent, which they don't really dwell on as much in the movie as maybe how much it might have been in his head for the reason of the debate whether or not to send them. Right. So I, I think it would have benefited from having that, like, explicated a little bit because that, that provides some, like, oh, okay, why the second-guessing or the... Yeah, yeah because they know. go back and forth, like, should we not, should we send them, like, I don't know, you know, and it's this long yeah. delay, like, and then they keep jumping back to the field where it's just, Firefight, 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 and yeah. and uh, we eventually learn what danger close. It's not just a uh, a hot sauce. Um, danger close is uh, it's dropping support artillery close to your own troops, and so artillery is danger close, and they are they're dumping it out. Um, and uh, I think there's like a Maori, must be a, like a New Zealander kind of crew of of big shirtless bros who were um, shooting that artillery and getting it right within feet of the, of, of 11. And, uh, and they're waiting, you know, and, and one of the APC guys gets This is the H- HQ now, not 11. Right, HQ dumping, dumping it. Because 11 has joined HQ now. Has the, has the, but when does, but danger close, they, they're still asking artillery to be yeah, yeah. close to them. Right, right. right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we missed that. So they go, they have, I th- is it 10 or some, maybe it's 12 yeah. at this point, goes and they throw smoke so Eleven knows that they're there. This is a part I was confused about too. Oh, uh, yeah. They when, they're, when they're not sure if Eleven is all dead or not, they're going to go to try to find and see if they're alive. They throw the smoke like, hey, we'll throw smoke so that they'll know we're here. And this is in the middle of a big firefight. So they throw the smoke. Yeah. Then the smoke starts, the yellow smoke starts, you know, billowing up in the air. Then everybody just stops shooting the enemy, you know, the Aussies. Everybody stops. Then a bunch of Australian guys stand up, <laughs> walk through the cloud, meet them. Oh, it's 11. But hey, they they're say, still alive. But they, they, they did say, if you're an Aussie, wave your hat, which is still kind of, like, sketchy. I mean, it's with the smoke and everything, and you just had a firefight. I mean, you could still get shot so yeah yeah but then they it come was... they meet up again oh oh mikey you made it all right mate and then <laughs> and then the vietnamese start shooting them again like after they've met up like this just seems like respectful. way too easy like like, like way nice too them, perfect yeah. like of a meeting um <laughs> why did they stop shooting so they could meet each other i did not understand right they the the i should we should say the whole this whole most of the movie is it has vietnamese ground troops within within feet of of the of eleven at at, yeah. at, at all points. It's a point. mix of yeah. NVA and VC. And so they're um um it's look it's looking dire, but they're but they're the, the APCs make it and uh and they see a bunch of backup come and uh um oh I do I should say before that though there's so much slow motion dying. There's a lot of like slow motion dying, um faceless Asians running through uh, <laughs> yes. the Rubber plantation. Um, the way they're portrayed in the film is that they're just kind of like these maniacal, like yeah, zombies, right. Sui- suicide soldiers. Sort of like, um, yeah, right. In real life, it was actually part of a strategy was to like quickly rush like that. So a, they wouldn't use artillery because they would be too close to use it, or b, if they did use it, they would maybe hit their own guys. So it was actually part of one of their strategies in combat was to. Have Their own these, little blitzkrieg over there. Yeah, it was to do these, yeah, side. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the way it's presented in the film is that they're just, like, kind of crazy running. And it's, right, they don't care about body count. And it's they're this really- endless supply. Like, you do not, I don't know, did a single 
Vietnamese guy say a word the whole movie? I'm not sure. Yeah, no, it's the most faceless um, we've had of it. Like, there's not even a a, a word or a yeah. You hear them go ah <laughs> in Australian accents. Yeah, like um, that, or maybe maybe kind of like this. Wow. Something like that, maybe. Something like this. The dingo's got my baby! Like that, maybe. Ah! Crikey! Ah! Let's use all the buttons today. We got the <laughs> fart ones you can put throw on there, too. <laughs> Repeat listeners will know we've got, uh, we've got all the Aussie buttons still in the uh, control console here, so... Uh, yeah, we should do do another one. Uh, so the personnel carriers come and at the last minute, and uh, and then it's uh, oh they- oh. Did you? So he has that stupid talk with the private who was um, who he choked. So so Troy. Um, yeah, and it's like in the middle of like the, the fight. It's like oh mate, you know oh you're gonna get married, eh? You know like oh God, yeah. come be a wedding and all this stuff and like. Like, God, why do you do, like, we don't need these, like, forced, like, heartfelt things, like, to, like, humanize these guys. When you haven't done it the whole movie. No. We don't know shit about any of these people. We don't care, really, about any of these people. And then, like, at the very end, they're, like, kind of doing this. It's, it was just annoying. Uh, and it's such a, it's such a trope, like, uh, you know, like, uh, you're not allowed to do it when, uh, uh, you know, like, Saving Private Ryan, like, oh, we don't know. We don't know anything about, you know, our leader. Like, he's like, uh, you know, this, this, uh, this unknown entity. And then suddenly, like, you know, in, 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 in Danger Close, he's like, oh, here's a picture of my wife and kids. And, like, we'll come to your wedding. Like, it's just a weird, like, okay. Uh, and I think Australia is, if I remember right, it's a fairly big country. So I don't know if you might not live in the same place. Yeah. But, uh, the, maybe so you do. So maybe there's, you're some, close, there's some but... distances. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, time zones. And then, of course, right after that, you get the bugle call, and then he has to stand up and give his... You're, you're Delta Company! Stand up and fight and give it every... You know, it's like the We Are Sparta, you know. That's a knife. That's a knife. Yeah, so it's kind of his version of the We Are Sparta speech, but it's like yeah. just also, once again, dumb and not needed. Like. <laughs> um... There's like lots of like I think God was shining brightly on us. I think the <laughs> history books will too. Uh, that was the guy they picked up, and he just showed up at the end. Like, yeah, I think everything went pretty well. Yeah, that was Townsend, who was um, uh, in real life lieutenant colonel. In the film, they just call him Colonel the whole time. Okay. And uh, and then and then there's a long like you can tell that part of what this film is trying to do it's part of national memory for Australians because there's this, like, in memoriam, you know, like, in, in the movie itself, there's lots of, like, you know, every soldier, you know, like, showing them Yeah, because they go back the next day to get the bodies, which they did in real life. Yeah. And Smith, when he told the guys that they were going to go do that initially, there was, like, some resistance. But then I think looking back, soldiers have kind of recounted, like, it, it was good we did that, of course. And, um... So yeah, so they go back to the scene of the battle and remove their their dead. Find a couple of alive guys too. Uh, yeah, yeah no, really they do. Let's save their ass on that. So yeah. Did you know that I just found out that uh, it's eighteenth uh, of August is Vietnam Vietnam Veterans Day in Australia? Yes. So this is yes, this is their this, yeah. this is their sort of big. Um, and then they, they just finally, I think it said in the credits that they got, didn't get recognized for this until like 40 years later after the battle. They got by the government giving them uh, their whatever the medal that Australia gives yeah. to, you know, the, so right. uh, I don't know. Yeah, if that's I a think Smith thing, and uh, Buick had been kind of pushing for it for yeah. you know, a while. I've been in and out of choppers now for months. <laughs> This is Gordon Lightfoot. Did you just finish, or what's going on over there? <laughs> Matt, 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 for some reason, I gave uh, an ox cable. Um, uh, for some reason. That's the reason. 
So, uh, yeah, and so then it, then it finishes with, uh, I was only 19. Um, right. And, uh, and a, um, again, in memoriam where it shows the actor and then the soldier in the real life soldier who he played kind of next to them. And so obviously this is also part of kind of historical memory for Australians and sort of national pride building or, you know, the, I, uh, I wonder if there was military, there, it, given the weapons and the, I wouldn't be surprised if this was, uh, um, if they consulted and helped some of this. the weapons were the, literally the same ones from the actual battle. Like, I think APCs and some of the guns. Oh wow! Yeah, they looked. I looked them. Up, they looked all legit. I mean, I so that was what I could see. Yeah, yeah. No, there was uh, there was some um, there was some decent stuff about the. Uh, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah. Can we um, let me let me play this little clip. This is to I guess set some of the. I, oh I, yeah, I forgot I had this. So yeah, let's let's set a little bit of the stage for. Uh, maybe some of the mindset behind uh, Australia wanting to get involved in the war in Vietnam. So this is from um, the Film Australia collection. So this is made by the National Film Board in Australia. So this is like a government-made film. We'll take a listen here. Today we're on top of the world, a world we take for granted, forgetting that it didn't all just happen that centuries of agony and dying were necessary to win what we have today. Pressure. We have learned how to conduct political ballots without bullets. We can choose the kind of work we'll do. If it doesn't suit, we can change to another job. We call this our way of life, democracy. Government of the people, by the people, for the people. The words were Abraham Lincoln. Shout out. The inspiration, God. <laughs> Yet in recent years, a sinister force has Mike appeared Trump. in our world. Its leader and its army preach a new gospel, the gospel of materialism, with a greed that denies God and says that you, the individual, has no soul and no Don't human right. materialism thing. That sinister force <laughs> is communism. Not in the U.S. Let's have sure. a good look at communism. What does it mean? What does it stand for? What does it offer you? What can communism do for you? Misery it means slavery. Because the cardinal rule is that the state is supreme and you, the individual, in have no rights. Slavery. A bright idea. <laughs> Dramatic music. Oh, I love it, yeah. Uh, Look at these pictures from Russia, from behind the Iron Curtain. <laughs> Long, to... weary hours for these old ladies of 80, instead of peaceful rest in their declining years. No happiness here, but resignation <laughs> to a fate beyond their frail control. No happiness here. So happiness just to here. pause it, this is uh, a bunch of old women uh, in some kind of sewing, sewing factory. Yeah. Some and babushkas. Like, and I said yeah. to Eric, I was like, oh, it reminds me of the uh, Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. <laughs> yeah, it's very... <laughs> if you want to just contrast communism to capitalism... There, there's we didn't have any part. labor exploitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, so yeah, we, we the film historical context for what the heck Australia is doing in Vietnam. You want that? Listen to the Odd Angry Shot podcast because I did all that already uh, in that one. And uh, so check that one out um, for more like, specifics on what's going on. Well, that would be podcast of the week. <laughs> Uh, we need to make that drop. I'll, I'll write the song this week. Okay. Um, and we kind of covered everything. I think the film does a pretty good job of being fairly historically accurate uh, in terms of its timeline. Now, I think there is some debate over how guys like maybe Smith is portrayed. Uh, he was like a consultant on the film. And so I think there are some rumblings in some quarters that how he is portrayed in the film is maybe a little overtly heroic as opposed to the reality. Like, for instance, uh, what in the film he references the rat catcher? Yeah. As a, uh, in real life, his nickname I saw is just the rat. Okay. So, right. <laughs> uh, for, but for an example, 
Um, also, also I heard one... he never fired a weapon. Or is he going to say that? Did I jump? No, back? yeah, no. The, uh, yeah. Go, yeah. He never fired. A, from what I heard, read, he never even fired a weapon. So um, he didn't have the 1911 at the end firing at the, the VC. But so, yeah. So maybe, yeah, yeah everybody could really? look he it didn't? up. But yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. And like the hand to hand combat he has at the end, like, I, I, from yeah. what I saw, that didn't happen. Um, uh, yeah, there was another thing with, uh, Buick, who was another, I, is he a sergeant? I, 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 he's in, he's in charge of 11. Um, at one point he calls to like fall back or whatever from their position. And in real life, he just kind of like, just like, all right, fall back. And then he just kind of like runs and sort of abandons the other guys. Like, you know, there's like wounded dudes and stuff there. And that was a little bit controversial. And also the next day, when they go to the scene of the crime, if you will, uh, he commits a war crime, which he has admitted to. He's, he kills at least one, maybe two, um, Vietnamese that are not dead, that are wounded oh. and still there. And he shoots them, that kills them. Because in the movie, they're, they're, they have hostages. Yeah, they have war. They have, in the movie, they show Vietnamese like that they're taking prisoner. Yeah, they took a. I think I saw they took three prisoner total. I don't quote me on that number, but I think that's what I saw. Um, but there are, I think in real life there were a number of executions of, and maybe some of them would have been the, oh, I'm just putting him out of his misery sort of thing. But and you know that, <laughs> you right. know, is is let's just say questionable, to say the least. Right, Geneva um, has a convention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. That would be one way, one instance. The other is just like a guy with like, you know, you know, who's got one leg or something and he's not going to die. And then they just, they just take him out. So, um, that stuff was not in the film. Yeah. Um, are we, uh, are we, are we ready to, to dong rate this thing? I think so. Sure. What do you, what do you, what do you like, Troy? Um, overall, I liked it. I, I, I think I'll have a high, higher number than you guys, but I, I, I kind of compare it to, uh, we were soldiers has a kind of the same theme where there's a, you know, battalion that's separated and they go into, you know, no yeah. left, you know, no soldiers left behind. And at the end you have the helicopters coming in to save the day. And this one you have the, you know, the armored vehicles coming in to save the day. But, um, you know, the acting wasn't really great, but I liked, it was based on a true story. It, it, uh, uh, the cinematography I thought was amazing. That was probably the you know, and, and there's a lot of action. So I guess it uh, the 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 uh, I guess the storyline is not as strong and the acting's not as strong. But I I like the cinematography. I like the action, and I like that it was based on a true story. I give it a six. I'm just gonna say it a six. Six dong, Matt. Uh. Overall, I think Troy made some good points. Uh, I'm also glad that I don't have the Oscars music pressure um, because I'm like <laughs> regretting my uh, dong score from last time. Are you going to slap me? Just because uh, I was like, oh, I'm under pressure. I got to give a score. Uh, um, so now I can take a nice leisurely approach to this, this rating. Um, Troy's overall points I do agree with, and I also agree that it is very much like We Were Soldiers. Um, they don't have any... Unlike We Were Soldiers, which has some backstory to who these people actually are, talks about especially um, Mel Gibson's wife, Madeline Stowe, she's very underutilized in that film. We don't have any of that stuff. The only woman in this whole movie is Patty, I think, right? And the picture. Yeah, and the picture. Yeah. And Patty, I mean, she has three lines or something, right? So, like, yeah. we don't know anything about any of these, any of these guys. They don't, it's like they... You know, it's it's hard to know why you should care about them. Um, and I, I've pointed out as we've gone some of my issues with some of the plots and some of the stupid speeches and all that stuff. I thought cinematography was good. I thought some of, like, the shots were, like, their explosions and, like, Vietnamese dudes are just, like, like, it's like they're jumping off of trampolines, like, you know, and, like, flying through <laughs> between these, like, trees and stuff. Like, that stuff looked really good. Um, and like the overhead aerial shots, I thought that stuff looked pretty good. I thought it could not overcome some of the overall deficiencies with just the the script, 
um, I appreciate that it was based on a true story, and I pre- appreciate that it seemed to be fairly accurate. Um, but overall, uh, as a film, I'm going to go 4.75. You think your bug's bunny funny? Smart funny? Thought funny? I'm funnier than all of those. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, like Matt and Troy, there were some really, uh, there were some of the cooler, some of the better, a few of the scenes, interesting point of view and the way it was shot, like, um, that we, that we've seen in, in movie and some of this benefits from CGI, um, yeah, technology, yeah, technology like, that it. allows them to do that. But still it looked, it looked pretty great. I think, um, for me, it's so, it was so frustrating that like the emotion that they wanted us to have for these, for these lads and, uh, for, you know, major asshole or whatever, like it's just, none of it is earned. Like, like, you know, um, and, uh, not even his like sort of tough love that will it's it's unclear like how it would have changed the outcome if he had been less of an dipshit asshole to everyone like choking his oh yeah that guy died by the way we forgot to mention that sad the private yeah um well he thought anything was funny so it gets uh and no i i so i that was i couldn't help that was tough to overcome um I'm going to give this uh four and a half dome. Uh, it just, it, with the, with the, with the better script and a better kind of, yeah, it, it, it missed on the sort of, we were soldiers uh, to, to tie a unit together, make us care about yeah. them in a way that, not that I thought that movie was great, but I think it was better than Yeah. This. Right. It could have, it could have learned a lesson. So, um, yeah, well, uh, uh, what else we got? If, uh, people want to, People want to book. Check us out online. Oh, I oh, sorry. We've we've got to do the book of the week. <laughs> Can't forget about that. The Battle of Long Tan. David W. Cameron, uh, Australia's four hours of hell in Vietnam, and as you might guess, this is about the battle that the movie is uh, about. So, if you want more info, this book was published uh, at, to mark the fiftieth anniversary. Uh, It's kind of divided into three different parts, one providing kind of historical context for the war, one on the details of the actual battle, and then one in the aftermath, kind of in the days following, and then kind of long-term consequences and, you know, soldiers' recollections. And so the the author, Cameron, uh, interviews uh, several of the uh, guys that were at this fight to get their perspective. I also think it's interesting that his, Cameron is a, paleoanthropologist and archaeologist and he has done um, archaeological surveys at um, the Gallipoli battlefield in Turkey which is a battlefield well modern day Turkey in World War One. yeah um, and so he has that that is kind of his experience so I think that's a you know kind of an interesting background and perspective to uh, bring to it so somebody that kind of studies battlefields um, uh, and kind of gleans what kind of historical information they can from them uh, on the ground. So that that's kind of interesting, different sort of perspective. Um, but overall, right, it is just, you know, this is meant to be a, re- you know, a relatively easy read. This is not a, a super academic sort of uh, prose. Um, so check it out if you want more detail on the Battle of Long Tan. If the movie wasn't enough and you want more, Check out Battle of Long Tan, Australia's Four Hours of Hell in Vietnam. David W. Cameron, that is this week's Book of the Week. <laughs> okay, so uh, now uh, I will tell you where to hit yeah, us up. Yeah, we've had some, uh, we've had some, some uh, super fan interaction. Uh, appreciate uh, on the oh, yeah. on, on the Twitter there. Uh, where 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 can they find us? Napalm. Hit us up at Napalm Podcast on the Twitter. And while you were there, hit us that follow button. Send me a message on what you want, what you don't want, etc. Now we were concerned. I'm a little concerned that we've had a few people saying that they listen to this while they do housework and other chores. Like, I feel like um, you should be fo- singular focused on this right. podcast, not I trying mean, to double like double. Not duty. calling anyone specific out. Um, Naughty Violet, but, um, you know, 
We are. We are calling you out. Yeah. yeah we're we're calling, calling you out. Um, why, why are we calling her out again? I forget. Because yeah, she was, she was uh, multitasking. Oh, multitasking. Yeah, not yeah. giving full undivided attention. That's yeah. right. Which is what we need, what we desire. So if you're not going to give full undivided <laughs> attention, the only other thing you're allowed to do is um, give us that five-star review on your podcast delivery service of choice. And, um, you know, hit that like button and help uh, and give rev- really glowing reviews and help other people find the podcast. Uh, it doesn't really do anything for us, honestly, but um, it it's just interesting to have more people uh, enjoying it. So it's fun. All right. Well, I'm I'm Eric. I am Troy. <laughs> Who are you, man? <laughs> I'm Matt. Bye. <laughs> Later. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Come in the morning. I bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Good morning, Vietnam. You let me worry about that green beret. Napalm in the morning. Your first, last, and only podcast for the Vietnam War through film.